Ihyaulamuddin by Imam Ghazali. Chapter 5, Volume 3 Anger, Hatred, and Envy. Anger is a fleek of fire. It arises from the fire of God in the heart. It is being burnt like fire in the lowest part of the heart, like fire under the husk. The hidden pride in the mind of every oppressor and the disobedient man is disclosed by anger, like the fire that comes out by the rubbing of iron against stone. It appears to those who see it like the light of sure faith. The conduct of the devil has found a place in the man in whom anger has found a place. As God says, the devil said, You have made me from fire and made him from earth. 7.11. Earth is steady, calm, and fire is unsteady and burning. The result of anger is hatred on account of which a man is ruined. Harms of anger. God says, God has created in the heart of those who disbelieve the evil of ignorance. He sent down his solace upon his prophet and the believers. God rebuked the unbelievers as they expressed indignation of anger arising out of untrue matters. He praised the believers as God sent down upon them solace and consolation. One day a man came to the prophet and said, O prophet of God, give me an order to do a short auction. He said, Don't be angry. Omar ibn Omar, Abdullah ibn Omar said, I asked the prophet of God, give me a short advice by which I may hope for good, he said, don't be angry. Once, Abdullah bin Omar asked the Prophet, what thing will save me from the wrath of God? The Prophet said, don't express your anger. The Prophet once asked some of his companions, whom, ha whom do you consider among you a strong man? They said, that is not so. He is a strong man who can control his passion at the time of his anger. The Prophet said, he who has got physical strength is not a stronger man than one who can control his passion. He said, God keeps the secret affairs of a man's secret who can swallow his anger. Suleiman said, O dear son, save yourself from excessive anger as excessive anger makes the heart of a patient man light. God says, He, that is Yahya salam, is a chief and of pure character. Akrama explained this verse by saying that chief is the man who cannot be defeated by anger. Abu Darda said, I asked, O messenger of God, teach me such an action which can take me to paradise. He said, Don't be angry. Yahya salam, told Jesus Christ, Don't be angry. He said, I can't help but get angry. I am merely a man. Then Yahya salam, said, Don't amass wealth. Jesus Christ said, Yes, it may be done. The Prophet said, Anger destroys faith as condiment destroys honey. He also said, If a man gets angry, he roams near hell. Once a man asked the Prophet, What thing is hard? He said, Anger. He said, What thing will keep me away from God's wrath? He said, Don't express Anger. Jafar ibn Muhammad said, Anger is the key of every evil. A certain Ansar said, Anger is the key of every evil. 
Another Ansar said, Anger is the root of foolishness and its guide. Muzahid said, Iblis, that is Satan, said, The son of Adam cannot baffle me in three matters. Number one, when any man is intoxicated, we fix a rope in his nose and divert him and direct him to whatever direction we want and make him do whatever we like. Number two, when he gets angry, he utters such words which are unknown to him and does such works to which he becomes afterward repentant. Number three, when he is miserly with such a thing which is under his control, we engage him in such a work which is beyond his strength. A wise man said, Appease your anger as it may lead you to do to the disgrace of explanation. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud said, Look at the patience of a man at the time of his anger and at this trust at the time of his greed. If he does not get angry, what is your necessity of knowing about his patiences? When he does not have greed, what is your necessity of knowing about his trust? Omar bin Abdul Aziz, who was a Khalifa, wrote to one of his governors, Don't punish at the time of your anger. When you get angry at any man, keep him in detention. When your anger is appeased, give him the punishment in proportion to his crime. Don't inflict on him more than 15 stripes at three times of punishing him. Ali bin Zayed said, A man of the Quraysh used hard wo harsh words to Umar bin Abdul Aziz, who remained silent for a long time and then said, You wish that the devil arouses in me the pride of Khalifat, and I treat you so rudely that you take revenge tomorrow on me? A certain wise man said to his son, O oh dear son, wisdom does not remain safe at the time of anger, just as life does not remain safe in a burning fire. He who gets the least angry is the most intelligent amongst them. If anger concerns any matter of the next world, it is called wisdom and patience. And if it concerns a matter of this world, it is called deceit. Because the people say that anger is the enemy of intellect and anger is a danger. Omar ibn al-Khattab used to say in his sermon, He was safe from amongst you. Grow greed, passion and anger gets salvation. Hassan al-Basri said, the signs of a Muslim are the following. He will have strength in religion. He will firmly determine in easy matters. He will bring faith in sure matters. He will have knowledge of patience. He will pay his dues. He will adopt the middle course in riches. He will have patience at the time of dangers. His anger will not prevail over him. His excitement will not throw him into danger. His passion will not prevail over him. His belly will not disgrace him. His greed will not make him light. His intention will not make him mean. He will help the oppressed and he will show kindness to the weak. He will not be extravagant in his expense. He will not misuse his money. He will pardon if oppressed. He will pardon if an illiterate man gives him trouble and the people will remain safe at his hands. A certain prophet told his followers, Is there anybody amongst you who can promise with me that he will never get angry? In that case, he will gain my rank and will reside with me in paradise and he will be my successor. A young man got up and said, He observed during his lifetime. When the prophet died, the young man became his successor and was named Zulkifl. 
meaning he fulfilled his promise truly. Wahab bin Munasab said, There are four elements of infidelity, anger, passion, greed and foolishness. What is exactly anger? Know, oh dear readers, that the merciful God first created an animal in which, in such a way that some of his internal and external ingredients, his destruction was ine inevitable. Then God gave him such weapons for a fixed time that can save him from destruction. The internal ingredients with which his body was formed are heat and cold, which he sets up against each other. In, uh, in order to save himself from the external dangers, he has been given weapons, one of which is anger. It arises from his mind and removes the destructive elements. So God created the passion of anger from fire and kept it concealed in the mind of a human. Whenever anything stands against his wishes, anger is enhanced in such a way that the blood of the heart spread throughout all of his veins, and as a result his eyes become red and his face becomes reddish. The birthplace of anger is the heart, the food of anger is revenge and greed. Anger is not appeased without these two things. Three kinds of men. Mankind is divided into three classes according to the degree of anger. Number one, the one class has got no anger. Number two, one class has got extreme anger. Number three, the third class has got moderate anger. Regarding the first class of men, they are not good for absence of anger in them. These people are called the man of importance. Imam Shafi said, He whose anger cannot be aroused is a donkey. He also lost his strength of anger by equally is a man of short intellect. God praised the companions of the Prophet. They are hard upon the unbelievers but sympathetic towards one another. God said to his Prophet, Fight with the unbelievers and the hypocrites and be hard on them. 9.73 This hard treatment is the result of anger. Number two, the second kind of men. Excess anger is harmful. This prevails upon good qualities. Such a man then goes out of his mind and his intellect and goes out of his religion and divine service. He then loses his sense of right and wrong and the power of right and good thinking. He then loses his power of freedom. He becomes then a man afflicted in danger. The cause of excessive anger is an inborn nature and also a result of habit. These are men who remain naturally prepared to get angry soon. Then they have got a sense of anger in their inborn nature. The Prophet said, The coldness of nature appeases anger and breaks up its nature. Anger arising out of habit. There is such men who say, I shall not bear any kind of deceit. I won't bear any harsh words. He who hears it helps him in rousing his anger. Thus, when the anger is aroused, he becomes blind and he becomes deaf to advices and counsels. The man of thought is brave. Anger encompasses the man of thought as a stream of heat. Heated blood rises up his brain. Sometimes it covers even the mind of sight. As a result, the eyes become blood and to him the whole world becomes dark. Fire burns in him. The light of intellect is extinguished. As a result, his figure changes. His eyes become red and the whole of his nose becomes changed. He 
if he had seen his own body patiently at the time of anger, he would have been ashamed of it and he would have brought his anger under control. The sign of anger upon his tongue is to use abusive language upon his bodily attack, assault and murder. He attacks any man who comes in front of him. His opponents flee from him out of wrath. He cuts his cloths, slaps his own face, beats the ground with his hands and feet and sometimes runs like a wild man and breaks plates and utensils. The effect of wrath on heart is hatred, envy, to be happy over his adversary's sorrow and sorry over his fortunes. The Prophet said, Saad has got wrath. I have got more wrath than him. God's wrath is more than mine. He said, He who is firm with the religion amongst my followers is good. God says, Let not kindness hold you back in the religion of God. He who has got no wrath is unable to bear hardships for the progress of soul. Anger which arises at the hint of intellect and religion is good anger. Intellect arises and arouses anger where it is necessary and appeases anger where patience is necessary. The best way to keep anger on the line of moderation, God enjoins man to stand on this borderline. The Prophet said the middle way is the best of all actions. So the two extremes must be avoided, not to be angry at all and to be excessively angry. This is the straight path. Is it possible to root out anger? Man loves something and he dislikes something. So there is no alternative for him but to get angry. Some things occur according to his nature and some things occur opposite to his nature. What agree with his nature is loved by him and what disagrees with him is disliked by him. When an object of love is snatched away from him, he becomes angry and when a disliking thing is given to him, he becomes angry. So there are three kinds of things which a man loves. Number one, what a man loves first is his constant necessary things which is food, dress, habitation, physical health. If any man wants to strike your body, it is natural for you to get angry at him. If anybody wants to take your clothes away and make you naked, it is natural for you to get angry at him. Number two, a man loves also such a thing which he has got no necessity for, such as fruits, abundant riches, servants, birds, beasts, gold, silver are loved and hoarded. If any of one steals them, it is natural for him to get angry. Number three, the object of love of the third kind are special things for special people, such as books for the learned man. The, he loves them completely. If anybody takes away his books, he becomes angry. Such is the condition with the implements of expert industrialists and businessmen. The Prophet said with regards to the objects of love of necessary things. He who rises at the morning with the safety at his dwelling place, with his body sound and with provisions for the entire day has been given as it were the world with all of its treasures. Nobody shall get angry except for three kinds of things which have been mentioned above. With regards to these three kinds, we shall narrate below about the control of anger. Regarding the first kind of absolute necessary things, anger should be kept under control and should be expressed according to the rules of the Sharia. To root out anger from the heart is completely impossible and it is unnatural. Regarding the second kind of necessary things, 
it is possible to get out of anger by practice and habit as it is possible to get out of the heart love of unnecessary things. This can be done in the following way. Think that grave is your dwelling house and the next world is your permanent abode. This world is the resting place and a bridge over which you shall have to walk for the next world. So take absolutely what is necessary with you to cross that bridge and leave completely what is not necessary. So you shall have to leave the world and it is necessary to give up its love. Anger comes out of love and if such habits are formed, anger can be brought under control. The prophet used to have anger but he used to say to God, Oh God, I am only a man. I have got anger as a man has got. Take my anger as a blessing, purification and nearness from me to any Muslim who I rebuke and assault or curse. Abdullah bin Amr said, O Messenger of God, I am writing it although you have said it out of anger. He said, By one who has sent me with the truth, write also this that nothing but truth arises from my tongue. The Prophet did not say, I have got no wrath. Rather, he said, Anger cannot take me out of the limit of truth. In other words, I do not do it according to the behest of anger. Once Aisha got angry, the Prophet said to her, What is the matter with you? Aisha said, Does not devil come to you? He said, Yes, he comes. But I, as I invoked God, he made me prevail over him and the devil has submitted to me. He does not enjoin me anything but good. He did not say the devil does not come to me. Devil means anger. Ali ibn Abu Talib said, The Prophet did not get angry for any action of the world. When any true matter charmed him, not, nobody knew it and nobody got to take revenge for his anger. He got angry for the truth. This was found in his actions. Once a man rebuked Suleiman to which he said, If my virtues become less in the scale, I am more heinous than your rebuke. If, however, my virtues become heavy in the scale, I won't suffer harm from your rebuke. He uttered it as the affairs of the next world kept him engaged. Once a man rebuked Abu Bakr, to which he said, What God has kept secret from you out of my faults is more heinous than your rebuke. A woman rebuked Malik bin Dinar as a hypocrite. He said to the woman, Nobody recognized me more than you. That did not arise his anger. Once a man rebuked Sage Shibli, to which he said, May God pardon you with pardon you if you have spoken the truth. May God pardon you if you have spoken a lie. These examples show that the sages did not get angry as they were engaged in the affairs of the next world. There are three causes of not getting angry. Number one, the first cause is that the mind is more engaged in more necessary things. Number two, the second cause is that the mind is immersed in Tawheed. Number three, the third cause is that he knows that God does not love anger and so more love for God extinguishes the fire of anger. This is possible when the love of the world is removed from the heart. Causes of anger and its medicine. Know, oh dear readers, that you have known that medicine of a disease is to remove the root cause of that disease. It is necessary to know the root cause of anger. Jesus Christ was one asked, What thing is difficult? He said, God's wrath. Prophet Yahya then said, What thing takes near the wrath of God? 
Jesus Christ said anger. Yahya asked what thing grows and increases anger. Jesus Christ said pride, prestige, hope for honor and haughtiness. The causes which grow anger are self-conceit, self-praise, ridicule, argument, treachery, too much greed for too much wealth and name and fame. If these evils are united in a person, his conduct becomes bad and he cannot escape from anger. So these things should be removed by their opposite things. Self-praise is to be removed by modesty. Pride is to be removed by knowing one's own origin and birth. Greed is to be removed by remaining satisfied with necessary things. Miserliness by charity. The Prophet said, A strong man is not one who defeats his adversary by wrestling, but a strong man is one who controls himself at the time of anger. We are describing below the medicines of anger after one gets angry. The medicine is a mixture of knowledge and action. The medicine based on knowledge is of six kinds. The first medicine of knowledge is to think over the rewards and punishment of appeasing anger that have come from the verses of the Quran and the sayings of the Prophet. Your hope of getting rewards of appeasing anger will restrain you to take revenge. Malik ibn Anas said, Omar ibn al-Khattab was once enraged upon a person and ordered him to be assaulted. Then I said, O commander of the faithful, pardon him. Give advice for good works and keep away from the illiterate. Omar then said, Take pardon, enjoin good and keep away from the illiterate. He was as if thinking about the same verse. It was his habit that whenever he released a man, Omar bin Abdulaziz, who was a Khalifa, ordered a man to be whipped. The later recited the verse, those who appease anger and so on, then he said to his slave, leave him. Number two, the second kind of medicine based on knowledge is to fear the punishment of God and to think that the punishment of God upon me is greater than my punishment upon him. If I take revenge upon this man for anger, God will take revenge upon me on the day of judgment. God said in one of the earlier scriptures, O son of Adam, when you get angry, remember me. When I get angry, I will not include you amongst those whom I will destroy. One day, the prophet sent a servant on some work. When he returned very late, he said to the servant, I would have assaulted you if revenge would have not taken for it in the next world. It's, it is said that there was a king amongst the children of Israel who had a minister. When the king got angry, the minister showed him a writing in which it was written, Fear death and remember the next world. He used to read it till his anger was appeased. Number three, the third kind of medicine of anger based on knowledge is to take precaution about punishment of enmity and revenge on himself. You will feel joy in having your enemy in your presence and his sorrow. You yourself are not free from that danger. You will fear that your enemy may take revenge against you in this world and in the next world. Number four, the fourth kind of medicine of anger based on knowledge is to think about the ugly face of the angry man which is just like that of a ferocious beast. He who appeases anger looks like a sober and a learned man. So which figure do you like to take? The figure of a beast or a figure of a learned man? Number five, 
The fifth medicine of anger is based on knowledge is to think that the devil will advise you saying you will be weak if you do not get angry. Don't listen to it. Number six, the sixth medicine is to think what reason have I got to be angry? What God wished has occurred. The medicine based on action. When you get angry, say, I seek refuge to God from the accursed devil. The prophet ordered us to say this. He also recited this at the time of his anger. When Aisha got angry, he dragged her by the nose and said, O oh dear Aisha, O God, say that, O God, you are the Lord of my prophet Muhammad. Forgive my sins and remove the anger of my heart and save me from misguidance. This is good. Number two, if anger does not go by this means, you will sit down if you are standing up, you will lie down if you are sitting, and you will come near the earth, as you have been created of the earth. Thus make yourself calm like the earth. The cause of wrath is heat, and its opposite effect is to lie down on the ground and to make your body calm and cool. The prophet said, anger is like burning coal, it burns in the heart. Don't you see your eyebrows wide and eyes reddish? So when one of you feels like that, let him sit down if standing and lie down if sitting. If still anger does not stop, make ablution with cold water or take a bath as it cannot be extinguished without water. The prophet said, when any one of you gets angry, let him make ablution with water as anger rises out of fire. In another narration, anger comes from the devil and the devil is made of fire. Fire can be extinguished by water, so when anybody amongst you gets angry, he should make ablution. He said, when you get angry, take to silence. Abu Huraira reported that when the Prophet got angry, he sat down from the standing position and lay down when he was sitting, and his wrath used to be appeased. A sage said, be careful, anger is burning coal in the mind of the son of Adam. Have you not looked at its reddish eyes and the wide eyebrows? When you see its signs, let him attach his face to the earth. He hinted at prostration by this and said to keep the most honorable place amongst the limbs attached to the earth and to keep it calm. It has been narrated that Omar ibn al-Khattab got angry one day. He wanted cold water, his nose herewith, and said, Anger comes from the devil and water removes anger. When Urwa bin Muhammad, Muhammad was appointed the governor of Yemen, Ubay said to him, When you get angry, look to the heavens above and to the earth below and consider the creator of both as supreme. It has been narrated that Abu Var said to a man, O son of the red mother, that is the son of a maid servant, this news reached the prophet who said, O Abu Zar, I heard that you have backbited your brother Muslim mentioning his mother. He said, Yes, Abu Zar at once went to the man to please him, by, but the man came to him before and tendered salam. This news reached the Prophet who said, O Abu Zar, raise your head upwards and look, and then you know that you are not better than a red or a black man. Superiority is acquired only by action. Then he said, when you get angry, sit down from the standing position and lie down straight from the sitting position. Merits of appeasement of anger. God says, those who appease their anger, etc. He praised them. The prophet said, God lifts the punishment from one who appeases anger. 
God pardons the faults of one who admits his guilt to his Lord. God conceals the hidden faults of one who controls his tongue. The prophet said, He who comes victorious over his passions at the time of anger is strong amongst you. He who pardons, having power, is more patient amongst you. He said, Whose appeases anger, though having the will to translate his anger into action, God will fill up his heart with contentment on the day of judgment. In another narration, God will fill up the heart with belief and peace. He also said, Nobody swallows a more bitter pill than that of anger for the pleasure of God. He said, There is a special door of hell through which no sinner other than those who get angry illegally will enter. The prophet said, Who digest anger, having the power to translate it into action, God will tell him to select any whore in the presence of all of his creatures. He said, The drought of anger a man drinks is dearer to God. God fills up his heart with faith who digest it. The wise sayings, He who fears God cannot commit sin by his anger. He who fears God cannot do what he likes. If he would have not been such Things would have been turned otherwise. Lukman advised his son, O oh dear son, don't mark the brilliance of your face by begging. Don't take revenge of your anger by the action of your hatred. Take account of your honor. Your passion will then do you benefit. Ayub then said, Patience of one moment removes many evils. Sufyan Saori, Abu Khuza, and Fuzail were discussing once about the renunciation of the world. They said unanimously that patience at the time of anger and forbearance at the time of greed are the best divine services. The faith of one has become perfect in whom there are three qualities. Number one, faith in God. Number two, when he is satisfied, his satisfaction does not arise out of any untrue matter. Number three, when he is angry, it does not take him out of the truth. When he has got strength, he does not accept what is not for him. The merits of patience. Know, O oh dear readers, that patience is better than appeasement of anger. As patience is brought with difficulty in appeasing it, to have patience is necessary for controlling your anger, and that requires great efforts. If one is accustomed to control his anger, it becomes a habit, and then anger does not arise. If it arises, he does not feel, then anger does not arise. If it arises, he does not feel much difficulty in controlling his anger. This is the sign of the perfection of the intellect. The prophet said, Knowledge is acquired by efforts. He who seeks good deeds gets them. He who saves himself from sin is secure. It appears from the above that it is by efforts that patience is gained. It is acquired like the acquisition of knowledge. The prophet said, Search for learning and with it peace and patience. Treat with modesty the person who acquire learning and from whom you learn. Don't be included within the haughty learned men. If so, your ignorance will prevail over your patience. The prophet used to say in his dua, O God, make me fortunate with knowledge, adorn me with patience, honor me with the fear of God and increase my dignity with tranquility. The Prophet said, Search for high rank to God. The companion said, O Prophet of God, what is it? He said, Join the tie with the one who severs it from you. 
Give one who deprives you, the Prophet said, there are five conducts of the Prophets. Shame, patience, taking, cupping, cleansing feet and using perfume. The Prophet said, a Muslim gains the rank of fasting all year and praying all night by his patience. A man is enrolled as an oppressor and haughty man, but his power does not extend beyond his family members. Abu Huraira said, A man came to the Prophet and said, O Prophet of God, I have got relatives and I treat well with them, but they treat evil with me. I do them good, but they do me bad. They hold me in contempt, but I keep patience at it. The Prophet said, If you stick to what you say, you are filling up their bellies as if it were the fire of ashes. Until that fire remains in them, there will be a helper from God for you. A Muslim prayed, O God, I have got no money as I can give in charity. If any man mars my honor, consider it as my charity. God then revealed to the Prophet of that age, Tell him I have forgiven his sins. The Prophet once asked, Cannot anybody amongst you like Abu Zamzam? The companions asked, Who is Abu Zamzam amongst your predecessors? He used to pray at dawn, O God, I have given my honor to one who opposes me. God says, when the illiterate call them, they say Salam. Hassan al-Basri explained that God has spoken here of those who are patient. If they are held in contempt, they do not hold others in contempt. Ali bin Ali explained the word Hauna in the verse, They walk upon the earth with modesty as patience. They, When they pass by useless talks, they pass honorably. Mujahid said in its explanation, When they are given trouble, they forgive people. The Prophet said, O God, let me not reach the age, not, nor let the age reach me, in which the people will not follow the learned, nor be ashamed to be patient, whose hearts will be for foreign, but whose tongue will be Arabic. The Prophet said, There are such people amongst you now with me who are patient and forbearing, then their successors and then their successors. Don't hold different opinions which, you, which will separate your hearts and be careful of the dangers of the markers. The Prophet once said to Ashas, who came as a deputation to the Prophet, O Ashas, you have got two conducts which God and his Prophet love. He said, O Messenger of God, my, sac my parents be sacrificed for you. What are these? The Prophet said, Patience and gravity. These two conducts God gave you. The Prophet said, The merciful God loves the patient, the shameful, those who love freedom, those who refrain from begging, even though they have a large family and are God-fearing. He hates the hard-hearted, the beggars with earnestness and the fools. The Prophet said, The divine service of a man who has got not one of the three qualities will not be accepted. Number one, such fear of God which restrains him from sinful acts. Number two, such patience which restrains the fools. Number three, and such conduct which he can live amongst the people. The Prophet said, when God will assemble all the creatures on the day of judgment, a proclaimer will proclaim. Where are the people of rank? Then a party will run towards paradise in a hurry. When questioned about the reason by the angels, they will say, We kept patience being oppressed to be pardoned when we held in, when held in contempt. Then they will be said, 
enter paradise, how good are the rewards of the doers of the good, a wise sayings of the sages. Omar ibn al-Khattab said, acquire learning and seek the peace of mind and patience for learning. Ali ibn Abu Talib said, there is no good in the increase of wealth and children, but there is good in the increase of knowledge, patience, and not to take boast of divine services. When you will do good, praise God. When you will commit sin, beg for forgiveness of God. Hassan al-Basri said, Acquire learning and adorn it with gravity and patience. Aqsam bin Safi said, Patience is the root of wisdom and all affairs. Hazrat Abu Sarda said, I saw the people as leaves without thorns, and now I am seeing them as leaves with thorns. If you are acquainted with them, they will ridicule you. If you give them up, they will not give you up. They asked, What treatment shall we met out to them? He said, If anybody rebukes you, don't respond to him. When you will be poor on the day of judgment, it will benefit you. Muawiyah said, A man will not reach the rank of ijtihad or giving opinion till his patience will not prevail over his ignorance and forbearance over his low desires, and he shall not be able to reach the rank without the strength of learning. Muawiyah asked Ahman, who is the bravest of all? He said, one who has removed his ignorance by his patience. He asked him, who is the most charitable person? He said, he who spends his world for the good of his religion. God says, so that enmity which exists between you and him may be removed as if he is your friend of the heart. That is 41.34. Hazrat Anas explained this verse by saying, his brother rebuked him. Then he said, if you tell a lie, God may forgive you. If you speak the truth, God may forgive me. Muawiyah said to Abba bin Yusuf, O Abba, you have, how have you become a chief of your people? He said, O commander of the faithful, I keep patience at the treatment of the illiterate. I give their beggars charity and I help them with their needs. He who works like me is like me. I am better than him. Zainal Abidin said, one day a man rebuked me. I gave him a cloth to put on and ordered 1,000 dirhams to be given to him. Khalil bin Ahmad said, It is well known that if you do benefit to man who ill-treats with you, such thoughts occur in the mind of the latter that prevent him from doing further ill-treatment with you. Wahab bin Mohnab said, He who shows kindness is shown kindness. He who keeps silent remains safe. He who holds in contempt is defeated. He who makes haste commits mistakes. He who greeds to do evil deeds does not remain safe. He who does not give up quarrels and disputes is rebuked. He who does not hate sins commits sins. He who hates sins becomes skinless. He who follows the instructions of God is safe. And he who takes God as a friend becomes the friend of all. He who does not invoke God falls in want. He who does not fear the punishment of God falls into disgrace. He who invokes the help of God gains the upper hand. Once a man asked sage Malik bin Dinar, I heard that you have backbited me. He said, You are then more honorable than me. If you have done so, I presented my virtues to you. 
The wise Lukman said, three qualities cannot be known without three times. Number one, a man of patience is not known except at the time of anger. Number two, a brave man is not known except at the time of battle. Number three, a friend is not known except at the time of need. When revenge is punishable, no, oh dear readers, that to treat an oppression with oppression is unlawful. To backbite for backbiting, to spy for spying, to rebuke for rebuking are unlawful. This is the condition with all sins. To take revenge or retaliation is allowed according to the rules of Sharia. The Prophet said, If anyone backbites you for what is in you, don't backbite him in return for the guilt in him. The Prophet said, If two men rebuke each other, the sin develops upon one who first rebukes till the rebuked man does not exceed his limit. Two mutual rebukers are devils accusing each other falsely. One day a man was rebuking Abu Bakr who remained silent for long. When he began to take revenge, the Prophet got up. Abu Bakr said, O Messenger of God, you were silent till the man was rebuking, but when I began to take revenge, you stood up. The Prophet said, An angel was replying on your behalf till you remained silent, but when you began to retaliate, the angel went away and the devil came in, so I cannot remain where the devil comes in. Four classes of men in the matters of anger. Number one, some men get suddenly angry and get appeased suddenly. Number two, some get angry late and their anger goes late. Number three, some get angry late and it ceases soon. This is the best one. Number four, some get angry quickly and it ceases late. This is the worst. The Prophet said, a believer gets angry quickly and it quickly gets appeases. Imam Shafi said, he who does not get angry if it is aroused is a donkey. He who gives, he who has given pleasure but is not pleased is a devil. The Prophet said, Be aware, men who have been created of different nature, some of them get angry late and it stops quickly, some of them get angry quickly and it stops quickly. One compensates the other, some get angry quickly and it stops late. Be aware, he who gets angry late and it stops quickly is the best and he who gets angry quickly and it stops late is the worst. Omar ibn al-Khattab did not punish a man when he found him intoxicated with wine as it would have been inflicted out of anger inside Omar. He said, I do not like to whip a Muslim out of anger. When a man aroused the wrath of Omar bin Abdul Aziz, he said to him, If you had not grown my anger, I would have suddenly punished you. Hatred. No, oh dear readers, that when a man wishes to take revenge at the time of anger, it creates hatred in his mind. Hatred means the prevalence of the effect of anger in the mind. The Prophet said, A believer has got no hatred. There are eight evils arising out of hatred. Number one, envy, that is happiness at the sorrow of other people's losses, non-cooperation, contempt, backbiting, ridicule, assault and to give no loan. If anybody is free from hatred, he gets free from all these eight guilts. Mu'a was a relative of Abu Bakr and was adopted by him. 
He took part in the battle of Ohad and spread the rumor of slander against the character of Aisha. Abu Bakr heard it and took an oath that he won't spend further for this man and he would not help him monetarily. God then sent down this revelation. A man amongst you possessing grace and wealth should not take oath not to spend for relatives, the poor and the refugees, refugees in the way of God, but let him pardon and forgive. Don't you like that God will forgive you? 24.22 Abu Bakr said, Yes, I love it. Then he began to spend. This is the rank of the truthful. Three conditions of a man of hatred. There are three conditions of a man of hatred at the time of his power. Number one, his mind remains steady in spite of hatred. In other words, the hated person gets his kindness as he used to get it before he got angry. Number two, the man cherishing hatred pardons the hated man, rather he treats good with him. Number three, the third kind of a man oppresses the man of hatred. The first kind is the condition of religious men, the second kind is the condition of the faithful and the third kind is the condition of the worst of men. Merits of good treatment in lieu of enmity. Pardon means not to take revenge, though one has got the power to take it and to exempt such guilty people from enjoining good and keep away from the illiterate. 17, 199 of the Quran. God says, your pardon is near the fear of God. The Prophet said, by one in whose hand there is my life. Had I been an oath taker, I would have taken oath in three matters. Number one, wealth does not decrease by charity, so give charity. Number two, if a man pardons the faults of another for pleasures of God, he will give him more honor on the day of judgment. Number three, if a man opens the door of beginning for himself, God opens the door of poverty for him. The Prophet said, Modesty does not increase by but progress, so take to modesty, God will raise you up. Pardon does not increase but honor, charity does not increase but wealth, so give charity, God will show you mercy. Aisha said, I did not see the Prophet taking revenge for any wrongdoing till anybody did a unlawful thing ordained by God. When he did any unlawful things were presented before him, he used to select the easier one till it contained no sin. Hazrat Uqba said, Once I met the Prophet and I shook hands with him, hastily out of respect, and he said, O Uqba, shall I not inform you of the limitless virtues of the travelers of the world and the next? Join the ties of relationship which are severed by anybody. Give charity to one who deserves who deprives you of something, pardon the one who has done any wrong to you. The Prophet said, When the merciful Lord will raise up all the creatures on the day of judgment, a proclaimer will proclaim, Thrice from underneath the throne, O followers of Tawheed, God has forgiven you, so forgive one another. Abu Huraira reported, The Prophet prayed two rakats of prayer within the Kaaba after Tawaf, after the conquest of Makkah. Then he entered the Kaaba and placing his hands on the door of the Kaaba addressed the Quraysh. Do you see? What treatment do you expect? The Quraysh said, We are your brothers and the children of the patient and the kind uncle of yours. They repeated it three times. The Prophet said, I am telling you what Yusuf said to his brothers. Today there is no reproach against you. 
may God forgive you and he is most forgiving, the most compassionate. Then they went away as if they rose from the graves. After that, they all accepted Islam. Hosea bin Amr said when the Prophet came to Makkah, he placed his two hands in the door of the Kaaba and he was surrounded by the people. He said, there is no deity but God. He is the one who has no partners for him. He has proved his promise to be true. He has helped his servants and he has also routed the combined forces of the enemies. Then he said, O assembled Quraysh, what do you expect and what treatment do you expect? I said, O messenger of God, we pray for good and pardon from you. You are our honored brother and the son of our honored uncle. Now all powers are in your hands, the prophet said. I say what my brother Yusuf said. Today there is no reproach against you. May God forgive you. The Prophet said, When all the people will be waiting on the day of judgment, a proclaimer will proclaim, Come you all who get rewards from God and enter paradise, those people who used to pardon men. Then thousands and thousands of people will stand up. He will admit them all in paradise without any account. The Prophet said, When a guilty man is brought before any judge, he is not bound to punish him. God loves pardon and he is forgiving. Then he read the verse, Pardon and forgive. The Prophet said, He who has got three qualities with belief will enter paradise by whichever door he likes and he will marry any black-eyed whore he likes. Number one, he who pays his dues secretly. Number two, who recites after each compulsory prayers eleven times shakhtar ikhlas. And number three, he who exempts his murderer from the charge of his murder. Abu Bakr asked, O Messenger of God, will the reward be obtained if there is only one quality? The Prophet said, Yes, even if there is only one quality. Why sayings? Yazid bin Maisra said, If you invoke against a man who has done you wrong, God then says, One with whom you did wrong will also invoke against you. If you wish, I will make your invocation delayed for acceptance up to the day of judgment and forgive you. Once a Christian monk came to Khalif Hashim who said to him, Have you ever thought over Alexander? Was he a prophet? The man said, He was not a prophet, but he had four qualities. He used to pardon having had the power. Number two, he used to fulfill promises when he promised. Number three, he used to speak the truth. And number four, he used to not put off today's work for tomorrow. Merits of kind treatment. Kind treatment is good. It opposes evil. It's opposite of evil and it's harsh and cruel treatment. The opposite of kind treatment is harsh and cruel treatment. The result of anger is harsh treatment and the result of good conduct is kind and good treatment. The cause of cruel treatment is anger and the cause of anger is too much greed and the love of influence. For this reason, the Prophet praised kind treatment highly. He said, O Aisha, he who has been given the gift of kind treatment has been given abundant portion of good of this world and the next. He who has been deprived of kind treatment has been deprived of abundant portion of good of this world and the next. The Prophet said, when God loves the members of a family, he gives them quality of kind treatment. He also said, God does not give for benevolence what he gives for kind treatment. When God loves a man, he gives him the quality of kind treatment. The members of a family who are deprived of kind treatment are deprived of the love of God. 
The Prophet said, God is kind and he loves kind treatment. He gives for kind treatment what he does not give for harsh treatment. The Prophet said, O Aisha, met out kind treatment as God intended to give honor to Ahlul Bayts. So show path towards the door of kind treatment. The Prophet said, He who has been deprived of kind treatment has been deprived of all good. The Prophet said, Do you know from whom hellfire would be unlawful? Every modest man of a sweet tongue, easy and near man to God. The Prophet said, God will treat kindly with the ruler on the day of judgment who accorded kind treatment and who was modest. He said, kind treatment is a sign of fortune and foolishness is a sign of misfortune. He said, delay comes from God and hastiness comes from the devil. The Prophet said, when you wish to do a thing, think of its result. If it is easy, do it or else refrain from doing it. The Prophet said to Aisha, O Aisha, take to kind treatment as it adorns a thing in which there is kind treatment and it disgraces a thing from which it has been taken off. Wise sayings. Omar ibn al-Khattab once heard some complaints against one of his governors. He called the people and addressed them. O people, I have got rights over you that you should advise me in my absence and help me in my good deeds. I have got rights over you, whoever he may be. Know that there is nothing so dear to God as patience and kind treatment of a ruler and there is nothing more displeasing to God than ignorance and foolishness of a ruler. Know that one who keeps the persons under his control in punishment will get the punishment from the unseen. There is a hadith that learning is the friend of a believer and patience is his minister, wisdom is his proof, divine service is its protector, good treatment is his father, modest treatment is his brother, patience is the commander of his forces. A wise man said, how nice is faith, learning makes it nice. How good is learning? Action makes it good. How good is action? Kind treatment makes it beautiful. As patience makes learning beautiful, so one thing makes another thing beautiful. Umr bin As asked his son Abdullah, what is kind treatment? He said, a ruler's kind treatment with his subordinate officers. He said, he was asked, what is foolishness? He said, to oppose your imam or your leader and to be modest at one who does you harm? The sage Sufyan Saori once said to his disciple, O Abu Muhammad, describe it. He said, to put everything in its proper place, to met out good treatment in its proper place, to use sword in its proper place, to whip in proper place. It appears from this that it is necessary that there should be harsh treatment with modesty and kind treatment with harshness. So it is best to take the middle course between kind and harsh treatment. Envy. There have been many sayings of the Prophet regarding envy. The Prophet said, As fire destroys fuel, envy destroys virtues. He said, Don't envy one another, don't forsake one another, don't hate one another, don't trade over trade of another. O servant of God, be brother to one another. Anas said, Once we were seated near the Prophet who said, Just now, one of the inmates of paradise will pass by this way. It was found that an Ansar was coming on the pathway. Abdullah bin Amr informed him of the Prophet's saying and asked him, For what have you earned this rank? He said, I don't envy another Muslim for any gift on him from God. 
The prophet said, no man escapes from three things. Bad conjecture, that is speculation, envy and evil sign. I am teaching you the means of getting rid of these things. If there is bad conjecture, that is speculation, don't believe it. When you will find an evil sign, don't believe it. When you hate, don't inquire about it. The prophet said, the habits of earlier generations have attacked you. Envy and hatred. Hatred is sharing. I don't say that it shaves hairs, but it shaves the entire religion. By one in whose hand there is the life of Muhammad, you will not enter paradise till you believe. You will not believe till you love one another. Shall I not inform of what thing will establish you on this? Spread peace amongst each other of you. The Prophet said, Poverty was about to come near infidelity and envy was about to overcome taqdeer, which is the destiny of God. The Prophet said, The behavior of other nations will soon attack my people. The companions asked, What is the behavior of other nations? He said, Pleasures and enjoyments, heedlessness, abundant wealth, rivalry in the world based on envy, to think one another as distant, to envy one another, to raise rebellion, and to live in dangers and calamities. The Prophet said, Don't express joy at the sorrow of your brothers, and perchance God may forgive him and let you down in that calamity. It is narrated that Moses went to meet his Lord and found a man under his throne. Seeing his high rank, there grew a spirit of rivalry in his mind, and he asked his God, What is the name of this man? God did not communicate his name and said, I will inform you about his three good deeds. Number one, he does not envy for any gift of God on man. Number two, he does not become disobedient to his parents. Number three, he does not roam around with slander. Prophet Zakaria said to God, God, Zakaria said that God says, An envious man is the enemy of my gifts, dissatisfied with God's decree and dissatisfied with the division of my gifts, which I have distributed amongst my servants. The Prophet said, The greatest of what I fear for my followers is the increase of their wealth, for which they will envy one another and quarrel with one another. The Prophet said, Pray for help for fulfillment of secret necessities, as every wealthy man is an object of envy. The Prophet said, Six people will enter hell before accounts are taken, each for one sin. The companions asked, O Prophet of God, what are these sins? Number one, a ruler for his oppression. Number two, a desert Arab for his unjust love for his tribe. Number three, a rich man for his pride. Number four, a village man for his foolishness. Number five, a learned man for his envy. A story of envy. A man approached a king and said, Treat good with a religious man for his good works and release the wicked as his evil deeds are sufficient as a punishment for him. A certain courtier of the king grew envious of another courtier seeing his fortunes. He complained against that man to the king, saying that he has defamed the king as he had a very offensive smell of mouth. The king said, How can I know that it's true? He said, You can know it when the man will place his hand on his nose. 
He then invited the man to his house and gave him fresh onions to eat with the meal. After eating, the man went to the king and, fearing bad odor of the onion from his mouth, placed his hand on his mouth and his nose. The king was then convinced of the truth of the statement of the man and sent him with a letter to his governor to put him to death. On the way, the envious man requested the religious man to hand over the letter to him, thinking that it contained words of rewards. Accordingly, the letter was handed over to the envious man who took the letter to the governor. When the governor got the letter, he at once put him to death. The religious man went next day to the king as usual, but the latter was surprised to see him alive and asked him about the matter. He said that he had handed it over to another man. The king asked him why he closed his mouth and placed his hand over his nose at the time of an interview with him. He said that the man had invited him and given him a meal with fresh onions. So of the fear of bad smell, he had placed his hand over his mouth and nose. The king said, Sufficient is the wrong deed of a man for his punishment. What is envy? There is no envy except for gifts. When God showers gifts on any person, two conditions arise in your mind. The first condition is that you should do not love those gifts for him and like that those gifts should go away from him. The second condition is that you do not wish that the gifts should go away from him but that those gifts should be bestowed on you as well. This is rivalry or competition in good works and gifts. The prophet said, A believer makes efforts based on competition, but a hypocrite envies. Envy is unlawful under all circumstances and there is no distinction between Muslims and non-Muslims in the matters of envy. God distributed his gifts amongst his servants in the world. To envy it is to express displeasure at the distribution of God. So there is no cause of envy. The Quran says, If a good thing reaches you, it grieves them, and if a disaster afflicts you, they become joyful. 9.50 The name of this joy is envy for the well-being of others. God says, A majority of the people of the book wish that you should return to infidelity after you believed. 3.29 God mentioned the story of Yusuf and also mentioned the envy of his brothers towards Yusuf. They said out of envy, Kill Yusuf or throw him into a well. 12.8 God says, Mankind was once only one ummah. Thereafter, owing to envy, they separated themselves. God says, They became separate after knowledge came to them. They became rebellious. God gave them knowledge in order to unite mankind and unite their hearts by affection for God's divine service. But they differed amongst one another out of envy and every one of them wished that they alone would have yielded authority. Ibn Abbas said that when the Jews fought with the people before the prophethood of Muhammad wasallam, they used to pray, O God, we invoke you in the name of that prophet whom you have promised to send with a book. As a result, they used to get victory. When the prophet from the descendants of Ismail was sent to them, they could recognize him, but they did not believe in him. God says in this connection, before this, they prayed for victory against the unbelievers, but when he appeared to them, they disbelieved him. This is out of envy. To have competition is not unlawful, rather it is commendable. 
It is an effort towards further progress and advancement. God says, In this, let those who aspire, who have aspiration. 83.26 God says, Complete one another towards forgiveness from your Lord. 57.21 They are like two servants who both try to please their master and hope to defeat the other in this matter. The prophet mentioned about them. He said, There is no envy for two people. Number one, God gave wealth to one person and also gave him power to spend it in the path of truth. Number two, God gave learning to another who acts upon it and teaches it to the people. The prophet then explained the words of Abu Qasba as Anmari and said, The example of this people is as the example of four persons. Number one, they are like the person whom God gave wealth and learning and who spend wealth in useful ways according to his learnings. Number two, they are like the people whom God gave learning but no wealth. And yet, he says, O God, had I the wealth like so and so, I would have spent it as he spends it. They will also get an equal reward. The reward which a rich man will get by spending wealth is equal to that of a poor man only by cherishing the desire to spend the wealth. Number three, they are like a person whom God gave wealth but no learning and who spend it in sinful acts. And number four, they are like the person whom God did not give learning and wealth and who say, had I wealth, I would have done so and so. I would have spent it in sinful acts like his expense. They are equal sinners. The prophet rebuked the person of such intention to commit sins. The prophet said, No believer is safe from three matters. Number one, envy. Number two, bad conjecture. And number three, oh, bad omen. These are outlets from them. If when you feel envy, don't run after it. Three stages of envy. There are three stages of envy according to status. Number one, the first stage is that the envious person loves that wealth and gifts should go away from the person envied and that they should not go to him again. This is unlawful and this is the worst condition. Number two, the second stage is that the envious person wishes to have the gifts of the envied person, such as beautiful a house, like a house that he has, to have a beautiful wife like his wife, and to have power like him. This is lawful, but this is not commendable. The third stage is that the envious person does not wish to have the identical things for himself, but to have similar things. This is commendable in some cases and not in others. God says, don't greed for the gifts which God has bestowed on some of you. Seven causes of envy. There are seven causes of envy arising out of the sight of fortunes of another people. Number one, enmity. This is the worst cause. As he is your enemy... You don't wish that he should have gifts and riches and other things of the world and such a person likes that these gifts of God should go away from him. The objective of God-fearing men is completely opposite. They don't envy anybody for these things. God mentioned the envy of the unbelievers towards the believers in the verse. If any good reaches you, it grieves them. If any evil affects you, they become pleased. 318. Number 2. Dislike for another's good. An envious man greatly dislikes the welfare and good of another and it gives him too much pain. He
He can't bear when the person envied gets any power, recognition or honor. Number three, pride. The envious man takes pride over the envied man and holds him in contempt. God says about the unbelievers in the verse 4331. They say, why was the Quran not sent down to some leading men in either of the two cities? Do they divide the mercy of their Lord? Number four, to express wonder. The unbelievers say, shall we believe in a man like us? They expressed wonder at the claim of the prophet of prophethood. Thus, they cherished hatred against the prophethood, seeing his influence and power. Number five, the fifth cause of envy is the fear of failure of the objective. For instance, two men work with the same objective, but one of them envies another, fearing the failure of his objective. This is like the envy of two co-wives. Number six, the sixth reason for envy, greed for name and power. This is also a cause of envy between two people. This applies to all fears, all spheres of life, which is worship, industry, beauty, wealth and power. Number seven, narrowness of the mind. This is another cause of the envy. One becomes glad to see the loss of fortune of another and wishes that all blessings and gifts should be bestowed on him alone. Truly religious men have got no envy. The real cause of envy is the love of this world. Those who love the world envy one another for the wealth, riches, power, name and fame. The religious person has got no greed as such and as such they have got no envy. And they desire the next world and its comforts. They have no narrowness in the ma'rafats. The religious person are also do not envy one another in matters of religious advancement. They are praised by God. I have taken out of their hearts envy. They are brethren sitting, facing one another upon thrones. The medicines of envy. Envy is a very serious disease of the heart. It cannot be cured without knowledge and action. The medicine of envy based on knowledge is to know that envy is injurious for this world and for the next world and but not harm reaches the envied person, rather it benefits the envied person. When you will know in deep insight, you will consider it as your enemy and it is injurious to you. Number two, envy is injurious to your world. The fire pangs of envy burns your mind and for that your mind is filled up with sorrow and difficulties. Number three, the envied person suffers no harm in this world and the next. It is clear that there will be no harm on the envied person that is the person who is being envied, God gives properties and wealth to a person for a certain term and there is a decree for every age. A certain prophet complained to God against the oppression of certain queen's administration. God then revealed to him, Till her rule does not end, you live elsewhere fleeing away from her. In other words, there is no alternative to change the decree which I have written for her, so bear patience till the time of her end. It is by envy gifts would have gone. God's gifts would have never been bestowed on you or anybody else in the entire world. 
The unbelievers envied the Muslims for the gift of faith. God says many people of the book like out of envy that you should return to disbelief after you have believed. Number four, the fourth benefit of the end, the benefit of the envied person in this world and the next world is clear and open. The envied person will gain benefit by your envy and you think that he is oppressed. The envied person is backbited, will get various rewards of the envious person. The worldly anxieties of the envious person are a gain for the envied person. A desert Arab once came to the Prophet and said, O Prophet of God, what is your opinion about a person who loves the people without seeing them? The Prophet said, he is, with, he is with one whom he loves. The desert Arab asked the Prophet during the sermon, O Prophet of God, when will occur the day of judgment? How The Prophet asked him, how much have you prepared for it? He said, I don't pray much for it, nor I fast, rather I love God and his messenger. The Prophet said, you will be with the one you love. Anas bin Malik said the Muslims did not feel so much joy after their conversion to Islam than on this day while hearing this statement of the Prophet. It appears from this that the great master of the Muslims was the love of the Messenger of God. Anas bin Malik said, We began to love the Prophet Abu Bakr and Omar, but we do not do divine service like them but yet we cherished hope to live like them. Abu Musa said, I asked, O Messenger of God, one man loves whose, those who pray, but he does not himself pray. He loves those who fast, but he himself does not fast. The Prophet said, He will be with the one whom he loves. One man said to Khalif Umar bin Abdul Aziz, Every man says from the beginning, If you can be learned, be a learned man. If you cannot be a learned man, be a student. If you cannot be a student, love him. If you cannot love him, don't hate him. The, he said, Glory to God, God has made a way for us. The Prophet said, Three classes of men are inmates of paradise. Number one, those who do good deeds. Number two, those who love the doer of deeds, which are good. And number three, one who removes difficulties from the doers of good. So you should not get out of these three classes by taking recourse to envy and hatred. The devil has entered your mind and keeps you out of these three classes. Evil returns to you as God says. The evil machinations fall on those who contrive it. Many a times it happens that the snare which is laid out by for the enemy, falls on the person who actually contrives it. Med number two, the second medicine for envy, which is based on actions. To do an action opposite to the cause for which envy arises is the medicine, be it the words or with actions. If your objective is to mention the guilts of the envied person out of envy, then the medicine to remove it is to praise the envied person. If the cause is pride, its medicine is to treat him with humility. If the envy advises you to destroy another properties, its medicine is to help him to drive out envy from your mind. Envy is an evil of the mind and not of any organ of your body. God says, 
they do not find in their minds narrowness for what they were given. God says, they wish that you should turn infidels. God says, any when any good reaches you, they become sorry. The action of envy is expressed through backbiting and falsehood. So he will be a sinner for entertaining envy in his mind when it is expressed in outer organs of the body. To seek pardon becomes compulsory for this action. Jazakallah khair. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.